0: When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Map Action show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Making money. Okay. It's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record. You've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest in your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. What's up, podcast listeners? On this episode of the podcast, I'm hanging out with Ryan Kohler, round two. Ryan is a hiring guru, the CEO of Applicant Pro. I need to give a huge, huge tip of my hat to that organization and everybody there, including Blake over at Applicant Pro. I know he's going to love this, but he's well-deserving because our partnership between Wedge and Applicant Pro is just absolutely taken off and their organization just in general is phenomenal. So Ryan, uh, on on this episode, him and I chalk it up. Obviously, we talk a little bit about the partnership. We talk about how he's actually getting really, really invested into helping you know, those blue collar, white collar, whatever collar jobs, I think he alludes to of the people who want to further their career, but don't necessarily know how to. So the, the waitress or the waiter who is is motivated, is excited, doesn't necessarily need a formal education, but has a lot of value that they can bring to a different organization and how he wants to step in and create educational environments and circumstances that they can grow as people and move on um, to next steps of their career. So we dive in, we talk hiring, we talk a little bit of smack about our partnership and a lot of different other things as well, too. So just love, love, love having him as a guest on this podcast. I'm inspired about the guy that he is. Just a lot of fun. So hats off to Applicant Pro, hats off to Ryan Kohler. Thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. Ryan, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast, round two. Excellent. Thanks for having me here. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a fun, interesting, crazy time. Obviously, we want to be understanding that there's a there is a lot going on in the world, and there's people who are sick, and you know, hoping everybody stays safe in the midst of that. But for the for the entrepreneurial mind, it's a unique time to uh, explore potential and opportunity in front of us. And I know you are certainly doing that.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I think, like you said, it's it's hard to cheer for a crisis or for chaos. Um, but I, I think there's some interesting correlations to it in how it, how it levels the playing fields down that most people I don't think realize. I don't think most people understand the leveling um, ability that crisis has. And it's most likely because they, they don't see the people who win during it. And, but there are winners during crises Um, That Yeah, so you never want to beg for something like this. I mean, we all like a robust economy where everything's going good. Um, But there are clear patterns for winning when these things happen. Um, That if you're a student of history, and if you're a student of watching these things, um, clearly, you know, all of a sudden opportunities are everywhere, no matter who you are, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're just an individual, there's so much opportunity, right? So, for the listeners that didn't listen round one uh,
0: to our podcast, and for those of you know those people out there that don't know you, do you mind just giving a quick snapshot who you are, what you do, um, and and you know just the world that you live in?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I I have this interesting kind of storyline, right? I grew up on a farm, and man, hate farming. I grew up on a dairy farm, and I got my first job outside of the farm when I was like 15 as a bookkeeper. And I've had this weird like progression through accounting and bookkeeping into marketing and and into product development because somebody asked me to build a product about 15 years ago. And so for the past you know 15 years, I've been deep, deep, deep into the hiring world. Um, and interestingly enough, both sides of the hiring world, meaning you know building and and growth hacking a a hiring platform company together that works with mostly SMB companies, but also at the same time. You know, trying to be a thought leader in that space of helping HR progress and and launching a company where, where we work with job seekers. And so I, it's just super interesting. You don't normally see, uh, maybe in the job board world, you would see this, uh, a company or a person that has both sides of the transaction that they view as customers, like I do, but definitely not in the hiring software or the ATS side of the world. Um, and so it's very interesting to kind of watch you know, at Applicant Pro, with all of our clients and how they're going through the crisis and how they've gone through up and downs through you know 15 years of, of recessions and booms and busts, and then the job seeker side and and watching this evolution that's happening in in how we work and how we want to work and and what job seekers want as far as flexibility. So so yeah, I mean, I am super blessed to have access to so much data and so many people, and I mean, we're talking you know, over 6,000, 7,000 companies who use our software platforms. And uh, man, I think we're at like 1.5 million active job seekers that receive emails from me on a daily basis. And so super interesting to be able to listen to the pain and identify potential, you know, potential opportunities, opportunities for us, but also opportunities to to serve and make an impact. One thing I...
0: I, I... Just have to give my hat off to you, and, and I have a huge amount of respect for you. Obviously, it's fun to both be entrepreneurs, and I actually don't know if I knew you, you grew up on a farm. I, uh, that's that's uh, Actually, I, I don't know if the first time we did a podcast, I knew about that, so that's cool. But um, anyway, so you know, I, I just have a huge amount of respect in the sense of both being entrepreneurs in the talent acquisition space. But also, uh, you reached out to me sort of before COVID really became popular and uh, said, hey, Let's let's elevate our partnership. We want to you know, I want to offer something as an extension, you know, to to expand, you know, to, to provide to our clients to help them get through this. And that showed that it, a, it wasn't about the money. Secondly, also, you're willing to do whatever it takes to not only you know, help companies get through it, but help them survive in the time of crisis. And so I just have a huge amount of respect for you in the sense of that. So I wanted to make sure I
1: publicly extended that, but also wanted you to know that. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. And for sure, I think, you know, I think it depends on who you are. I, you know, I've studied a lot of entrepreneurs in history and you look back the industrial revolution times to, you know, Rockefeller and, and those guys, Carnegie, who were all about just decimating and owning their marketplace, no matter what happened. And then of course they turn around when they're filthy rich and they get back and, and, you know, Bill Gates, love him to death, you know, similar kind of progression where you see this concept that like entrepreneurs Build these companies and, and they may be ruthless, but they're definitely hyper competitive and they're out there trying to win um, and, and to do their things. And, and then they make it and they give back. And I, I think that's great. And I love everything about it. And I have nothing but positive things to say for them giving back. But, you know, one of my challenges always been is why, why is that the approach, right? Why is it that there has to be this winner take all? I need you to lose in order for me to win approach to life, that that then when you make it, you give back. Why couldn't you instead be more abundant as you go through life? I actually have this sign on the wall in my room that says, right, I, I excel, I don't compete, right? I, I judge my progression based on myself and I don't need somebody else to lose for me to win. And so I look at, you know, the big takeaway I have that's always been there. There was this book I read, it was a long time ago called Love is a Killer App. I don't know if you've read it, Matt, have you read that book? No, I haven't. Oh, love is, a, love is, yeah, and it love has is a is killer comedy. app. Yeah, love is the killer app. Phenomenal book. My my mentor Dan Martell. I remember when I first met him, and I went and watched some of his videos online before I signed up for him to be you know to be in his program. And he quoted the same thing. He's like, "Oh, I read this book. Love is a killer app." And and effectively, what it says is that there's a different way to go about go about building who you are in your business, and and you can take the. I need to go out and win and make winning happen. I mean need to make sure I get value from that. Or you can take almost this like karma approach where you say, look, I'm going to do it. It's like, uh, what is it? My name is Earl, right? I'm, I'm going to do good things and good things will come back to me. Right. And love is a killer app says, look, if you invest in your knowledge and your network, you become somebody who has value. And if you give that value away for free, you show up to people and you give that value away, that it will come back that the, it's this like positivity engine that if you do what's right to begin with, you will be rewarded and even if you aren't, you'll be rewarded at some point versus the old school I need to get paid before I get value. And that's probably why you see something like like us trying to find a way to you know offer it, something to help out our clients. you know to me, my goal in life is that my marketing has a bigger impact on the world than my product. Meaning even if I show up and people take value from what I talk about and never pay me and never buy my stuff, that's fine. That's the goal. I, I want to progress say the way employers view hiring and especially the way the employers view job seekers and employees. And the, the same thing is true as you see some of the new stuff that we're diving into on the job seeker side. You know, I just want to show up and add a lot of value and make an impact because uh, at the end of the day, you know, when I'm dead, my impact is all that anybody is going to know. And and it's all that I'm going to be able to look back and say, Hey, there was, what was I trying to think where I got this from, but like, like Ryan living on this earth made a difference. And when I'm in the ground that my body and my money is not going to matter anymore, but, but whatever I did while I was here, that made a lasting impression on the people I came in contact with. Well, that crap actually has some leverage into the future, right?
0: Love that. Love that. And it, that actually makes me uh, it makes me think that the podcast is sort of unintentionally what that's evolved into for me and sort of my, my little world in the sense that it allows me to help elevate other people, share their story. And in turn, it's generating, you know, it has generated great clients, you know, some interesting viewerships of people reaching out to me. Some have turned into investors or partners. And so, you know, I, I certainly see how that's, you know, in my world, how that's come around. So I, I love that idea.
1: Yeah, I I think that it just, it takes, it takes a lot of trust in, it takes trust in humanity. And really what it takes is the idea, the, the ability to deal with evil that comes your way without it impacting how you approach life the next day, right? It's kind of this, I always, you know, I always, I deal with a lot of people who are afraid and they're afraid that, you know, something bad happened to me in my life and therefore I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen again. And, and there's this interesting um, balance you have to have. You have to be able to certainly learn from bad experiences or when something you know evil has been brought upon you, but not so much that it stops the good that can happen in the future. And, and so there is this weird balance of being able to say, look, I know that good will happen when I do good. And that doesn't mean good will always happen. Ah, I might get screwed. I might, somebody might steal an idea of mine. They might do something with it they might take advantage of my goodness whatever the case may be but but I can't allow that I have to be able to deal with a certain level of evil that I just have to once again I have to know it's there I have to watch for it but I can't have it have it transform me into thinking everybody's evil and protect myself from them because then then how could you show up and add value to the world for free if you assumed everybody would take your value and never pay back and that karma wouldn't reward you right and so yeah, I definitely think it's an interesting approach, um, but it takes a lot of trust that in the end, you'll be blessed, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's a good word.
0: So let's talk, let's talk uh, the, the new platform evolution of, of sort of helping out job seekers. So uh, I, obviously, I, w- I want you just to dive in because I you know have so many related questions. Can you just give sort of the, uh, the, the elevator pitch of kind of what you got going on? We can go from there.
1: Sure, sure, sure. I mean, so, you know, I went out alone for a long time as an entrepreneur. Like, I'm not a programmer. I didn't, I, I kind of had a tech guy that I worked with for a long time. And we went our separate ways when I started Applicant Pro. And um, so I was pretty much alone, solo entrepreneur. I'm not a networker. I mean, if you meet me, and we have a reason to talk, I won't shut up. But I don't show up places and go and, and find people. I generally put my head down and work alone. It was Like almost all my jobs growing up were not team jobs. They were all alone, head down kind of work. And so I've I've hacked my way, and I like using that word. I've kind of hacked my way from job to job into, you know, constantly being in a situation where I probably don't belong, right? Like every day I wake up, Epic Pro is the biggest company I've ever ran. It wasn't until probably the last few years that I started getting a mentor, and I honestly went out and paid for it. And having mentor and maybe a little bit more network around me to see kind of what I was missing out on. And if you look at entrepreneurship, you know, entrepreneurs are members of mastermind groups and have coaches and mentors. And and we know that that's how you build strong community. That's how you drive progression. We tend to be open with each other. We share our war stories. We we talk about things that you can do better, all all that kind of stuff, right? Um, And you see that same thing in sports and you see it in sales potentially a little bit and some of your executive positions. But when you look on the low side, if I look at refer, which is my company that sends emails out to job seekers, you know, most of our job seekers are entry level, you know, just workers, blue collar workers. I don't know what the collar color is for restaurant folks, but restaurants and hotels and credit unions and nonprofits, all of these high school jobs and college jobs, which, which normally we look at that way and we say, oh, it's just a high school job. It doesn't matter. You know, they're going to go to college and progress or whatever. But there's a whole lot of people, this huge swath of America that feels these non-professional jobs be the best way to put it, right? They feel them past college age. They feel them into their 30s or or especially for me, moms are turning to the workforce, right? They come back from, from raising kids and they, they decide, hey, I need to have a job because now maybe I'm a single mom and I've now got to support the family or something happened to my husband or now I need to help you know, provide here. But their ability to get a professional level job is is just there's this huge gap sitting there that it's insanely difficult for somebody to make the jump across that gap without going to college. And, And even college isn't a guarantee of that. But if you don't go to college, you know, the potential for somebody to jump that gap from the entry level blue collar or, you know, service type job into jobs where there is more upside Potential for money and growth potential or into entrepreneurship is is almost nothing. and that's the problem set that's been bugging me for a long, long time is is I, I just don't believe it's there. nobody this is this' is sound really negative, but nobody can make money off of mentoring a teller or mentoring a restaurant server or creating mastermind groups for you know for people in customer service jobs nobody's figured out how to make money off those people. They figured out how to make money off the employers coming in and training them, but they've never figured out how to make money off of providing career advice and training for those folks. That's actually meaningful. And, and it creates the divide that we have when it comes to where we're at in this society. And it creates the divide that we have right now. I mean, code, like I was saying, to begin with crisis crisis brings um, problems that were already there just to light much bigger. And it forces evolution that could have taken decades or, or generations to happen. It forces it to happen in a condensed period of time. I think that's what we're seeing right now and what we're going to see when we have all these workers that that their jobs may not come back or they may not come back in the same way or technology is going to replace it or, or make it so that 10 people are no longer needed where five can do. And there'll be this huge question mark of then what? like what do these people do do they go back to college and try to get a degree and so that that's really kind of the problem set that i'm trying to solve so is the
0: is the idea behind this and and uh, paul i hope this is not a i'm just gonna ask it is the idea behind this to help get them out of those uh situations not bad but saying hey we know that you're in a in a position that there's not a lot of upside potential so we're here to help train you prepare you uh career path educate you to go get more education whatever that might be to, to to get out of that scenario or is it to maximize what they can get out of that
1: current scenario no I, I don't yeah yeah no i totally get it the the idea is to provide them with the light that says there's there's other options there are places you could progress to if you knew the right way to progress i don't believe that most people and there might be different for say a bartender or a waitress that makes a ton of tips right but I don't believe most people want to stay there. I actually do believe that, and, and the ones that do want to stay there, that's fine. But the ones that don't, that just simply don't know how to get from there to something else, that is the goal: is to be able to come down and say, you know what? If you want to look, let's take a great example as marketing is a good example, right? If I'm a, a you know cashier or a waiter or a server at a restaurant, and marketing has a ton of upside potential, not just not just at the restaurant world, but to be able to jump into you know, we have these jobs like marketing, like programming, like, like accounting, um, some of these jobs that hiring and HR that are, that have the ability to flex and jump from industry to industry. I'll give you a great example, right? Those, those professions specifically, accounting, um, hiring and marketing are not industry specific. And so when there's a housing crisis, you jump into a different industry doing that job somewhere else. They're transferable skills. But if you look at, say, the front desk at a hotel or or your servers or your restaurant workers, those skills are not highly transferable. And so right now with COVID, they can't just jump over and go work in the tech world. They can't just jump into some other area because they don't transfer that same way. And so the idea is to help them find a pathway where they can go from, I know, say, restaurants. If I add marketing into the mix and started doing restaurant marketing, I would suddenly become a marketer not a restaurant worker and once i'm a marketer then i could stay in the restaurant world or i could jump into a different industry and i'm starting to build a skill that's transferable across industries instead of one that is specific into that world does that kind of make sense yeah it makes complete sense and and so that's that's how i look you look at kind of i look at my progression i go okay i i got this job as a bookkeeper this was like 15 years old and i'm doing it for some uh, bed breakfast And the owner happened to also own this little weird manufacturing company, which we could do an entire podcast on, that manufactured vibrators, but not that kind of vibrator. Um, The vibrators used in dental tools and and nail tools. And I, I jumped into that. And then suddenly, you know, I jump into, you know, accounting world that takes me into the tech world where I can start learning marketing and learn product design, even though I was just an accountant. And so this accounting role allowed me to jump. I think I've been an accountant in probably... 20 different industries at this point because the accounting portion allowed me to jump until I found somewhere I wanted to be but if I'd stayed doing something like delivering pizzas which is what I was doing in college as well I couldn't have jumped anywhere from that the the skills I was gaining were not transferable skills and so yeah that that's really kind of my concept behind it
0: yeah I love that so is it a personalized touch or is it done at scale So we're trying to
1: do a mix of the two. We're basically using the concept behind that you get from, say, the the normal, you know, expert secrets, Russell Brunson and and all of these coaching guys structures that they use with coaching entrepreneurs. We're using that same structure down into this side. So if you look at the way that structure works, it starts off with live Zoom meetings where you do actual training. You have a methodology, you have frameworks, you're not teaching how to do something you're teaching, how to think through doing something, which gives you more power, right? Um, you're talking about framework-based learning, live Zoom that can be watched on a recording that comes along with homework that says, hey, now go and do this. Go and do this on your own. Go do this as a project. Project-based both to say, hopefully I didn't lose it. Project-based to say, hey, this will build us experience and really solidify our confidence in it, but also project based that I can start building something that goes on a resume. They're baked into Facebook groups so they can ask questions and we can jump on and answer and do Facebook lives and different stuff. Very kind of not all, not all one way to go. Um, You have a bunch of people there in the community who can ask questions and engage with each other. And the hope is once you hit a certain level, you get out of the beginner stages and you get into some of the more hacker and master level groups that mentorship becomes less important because now you've got connection with people who are doing the same things and figuring it out on their own. And so it really kind of is very similar to a lot of the mastermind groups I'm a member of. They just never target this demographic.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. And Mm -hmm. I I, I guess I'm just trying to, I'm trying to balance and understand, you know, the best way to do it on a, on a personal touch, because I think there's tons and tons of people in the, you know, in these jobs that just need somebody to look at them and say, Hey, you've got more skills than just this, or, Hey, we can, we can take that and we can make it something that you can use across industry. But then also the idea of saying, Hey, this is a mass opportunity. This is not just one or two people, but this is tons and tons and tons and making, you know, capitalizing, not just in the monetary sense, but Finding a way to do that at massive scale, I think, is also
1: yeah. So I get the challenge. Yeah, I like you know, that. There's, there's ways to do that though. If you, I mean, if you're a hacker like me, there's ways to do it, right? If you, if I try to, if I took a thousand people and tried to coach them all at one time, it would be a total mess, right? I don't have enough hours of the day to personally coach them. On the other hand, if I stick them all in a big giant group, their their p- pains and problems are so vast that they're not going to get a ton of value in the group area and you end up with not being able to solve it. Now, if you want to figure out how you solve that, you, what you do is you niche them down. You say, look, we're going to create just one group for people who want to do marketing. Well, marketing people tend to be doing the same things and, and even marketing people in different industries. There's still a core concept behind marketing that is consistent and that works well. And so you get all, you know, you get a thousand marketing people, in one group well that's a little different you can start doing things that have a ton of value and are quote unquote personalized but they aren't one-on-one personalized they're more the pain is consistent and if you wanted to solve that again you you could ditch down and say you know b2b versus uh b2c marketing so so there are ways that i look at it where i say i believe i can do this at scale um, with say you know 15 or 20 groups um, where you could put unlimited number of peoples in the groups, as long as they fit the core kind of demographic of the group, B2B marketing versus B2C marketing, you know, uh, professional hiring of organizations hire more professional people versus, you know, hiring at, at scale for entry level hiring, you know, hiring at a hotel is very similar at a restaurant, very similar to manufacturer. It's a similar target demographic. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. And so that's how I feel—like feel like classes and um, classes and journeys. If you if you think about it that way, that give us the ability to still, I can show up and teach a hundred people at a time, but they feel like they didn't even need to raise. One person raises their hand and asks a question, and it's a question that's on the mind of half the people there anyway, right? It's context.
0: So if somebody is in this in this sort of rut whether it's known or not known, what's their what's their next best step um, in either reaching out to you through the platform or I guess even beginning sort of this 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 guided experience of helping them through, you know, gaining the skill set to expand beyond what their current situation is. Yeah, yeah. so
1: we, we got this we got this new site. It's jobhacker.io and I can get you a link and you can put it on there. If they go over there, they'll be able to see, they can click on our journeys page and they can see we're we're right now focused on these four main journeys. And and again I've actually got, I think six or seven in mind and they're very specific ones. It doesn't mean you you might have people who are like, no, no, I want to become a doctor, a lawyer, a dentist. That's awesome. You should go do that. If you want to go become a welder or a pipe fitter, you know, electrician, those things, again, there, there are courses out there in colleges for doing that. But if I look at, you know, my core five or six or seven uh, professions that I know you can hack your way into, right. Marketing, accounting, not accounting like corporate accounting or public accounting, but small. This is all small business stuff, right? Marketing, accounting, hiring. Then you start getting into some of the cool tech stuff, where we're talking about customer success, SaaS sales, and product development. Those are all roles that people can hack their way into, um, and so those are kind of the journeys that we have laid out there. Go pick one. There's a video that kind of talks through what what it's like, what will make you successful. Um, we're doing this as a monthly fee so they can come and go as they please. Um, my, my belief is you you sign up forever and you stay there and the, the community evolves as you evolve. Um, but the cool thing we're doing is that we're actually giving scholarships away. So if they go there and type in your name, um, we'll give them the first six months for free. Basically means what do they have to lose? Uh, basically, they have to lose their time and and the mental energy they're allocating. And I believe within a couple you know a couple of days in the platform, they'll be able to make a decision, say, hey, this is valuable, this is something I want to do. And and I, I know one thing, most people who know me know that I'm gonna show up and give you way more than you ever thought you were going to get, and way more than you ever give me in return. And so that that's basically they go show up there, pick a pick a journey and sign up. We're gonna be starting next week. And and but you can technically show up anytime you want into class, you can go back and go over the old versions to kind of get up speed, go through some of the things that are units and then jump right in. But it really is this like this, uh, you know, evolutionary type platform where there's no beginning, no end to the knowledge of it other than progression of up through from beginner to kind of advancing. Love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Well,
0: Ryan, is there anything else you want to leave the audience with?
1: No, I mean, like I said, we're just excited. I'm excited personally. This kind of a personal thing for me. You know, we're at. Yeah, I, I know that you're quite a bit smaller than us, Matt. But you know, 15 years, we're at 100 and 140 employees, and that probably is a lot of people might be sitting there saying, "A, why would he do this?" And be what gives him the qualifications to do it. That, that's probably the one takeaway here. So, you know, over the past 15 years, I built a company, actually three of them. We're at 150 employees, um, 80% female, mostly mom. And If you stop for a minute, go look at a tech company, you're not going to find that. The real takeaway, though, is most of my employees are doing professional-level jobs, being paid professional-level money. And when they came to me, their resume didn't say that that's what they should be doing, right? They were a mom returning to the workforce who hadn't worked for five years. They were somebody who had been volunteering for their, you know, kids' swim team. They'd been working at the utility as a cashier for the local city. They'd been working as a crossing guard. They'd been teaching piano. They've been, you know... Whatever the case, I can give you story after story after story of people who are in very high level jobs today for us that we just simply grew. We, we found people with potential and we just dumped, you know, a mix of like knowledge, mentorship and love into them. And, and so that I believe in and we're actually going to start adding some video stories on the platform so people can hear what it's like. But but I actually believe that these jobs, people, if they just were given a chance but that is kind of my specialty. I don't hire people with uh with hardcore degrees from hardcore universities. I'll take a JC person over somebody with a degree any day. I'll take a dropout over somebody who has it. There's just a level of there's a chip on their shoulder and there's a level of need to prove themselves. It means that they show up with a little less a little less ego and a little more hum humility to learn and grow. And so that this is kind of what I've done. I'm just trying to do this at a grander scale than what I can do at Applicant Pro. I'd like to impact thousands of people, not hundreds, right? And so, yeah, so I'm excited to have you guys on board. Certainly, man, I'd love to come back and we can talk about how it progresses you know, over the next six or nine months and see how things go. But yeah.
0: Love that. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, for one, as, as I mentioned, I'm just super thankful about our partnership as well. And also, you know, viewing this as a friendship, mentorship, you know, throughout the growth of all this and excited for the launch of your platform as well, too.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on again. I'll make sure that you get a link and a code. You know, you listen to Matt's show, you're going to come on board and get six months for free. And like I said, you're not putting a credit card in. So technically you could come in here, learn, get a new job and leave without paying me a dime. And karma will pay us back for it. So we'd we'd love to just anything you can do, Matt, to bring your listeners on board. Love to have them come and take part. You got it. Thank you so much, Ryan. Yep. Thanks a lot, man. Talk to you later.